this is a really is a great start. I mean, yeah, you're right. This is quintessential Blink song. Love it. And the reason we took our moniker, our Thespian yeah. monikers. Truly worthy. Early recorded in 1994. Yeah. I mean, this song? Deep in the grunge age. You know. Yeah. They recorded before Buddha, right? Uh, no. Alright, we'll hold that thought. No, because they re recorded songs that were on Buddha for Pacific. Yeah. There's this one guy, there's no one like him in all the world because you can always see those girls down on their knees in those. I'm talking about me, finally. Dark, sweaty rooms, planning out his thoughts he's waiting for. Just the right one by one as they walk right through the door, they keep on coming back. I guess that they just want more as fun, 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 and you. Might call him a whore, but just look where he's at, because he is the one that scores. Could have done this in a real That was the plan. <clears throat> Someone messed yeah. it up. <laughs> who could it be? Who could it have been? Yeah, who was ever lazy than one? Well, Todd, it looks like he's uh, passing the ball to his tight end. I wasn't sure if he knew a tight end could be a wide receiver, but uh, little does he know. Yeah, he won't be alone this weekend. That's funny because you say that because, uh, like a dog, he's loaded his phone. I saw my friend there out on the field today. I asked him where he's going. He said, all the way now, one by one, as they walked right through the roar. They keep on coming back. I guess they just want more. He has fun, fun, fun. And you might call him a whore, but just look where he's at, because he is the one that scores. Go! Go, go, go. Classic, classic condo on go. The titular touchdown boy song of fame of the wonderful Hot Touchdown Boys podcast. It's quite a nice song. You know, it's it's a proto-sex-positive uh, song, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll dig into you that know? a little bit later. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a song, and it's, you know, we had to start out this episode with a bang with that song, because this is uh, the final episode, Max. Uh here we are. What a what a journey it's been. What a journey it's been. Who knew it would take nearly wait more than two years? Uh, <laughs> I think I you know my plan was let's you know let's whip out an episode a month and get it done in a year and uh, you know uh, dalliances like touchdown not touchdown boys uh, space boys uh, notwithstanding. I think it, yes. it just we just didn't we we did we proved ourselves just not up to the challenge and. Uh, <laughs> and what what can you what can you do? Well, I mean, I for one learned a lot about myself, and you know about myself as a as a professional podcaster, namely that I'm not one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, we, but, we could know. definitely <laughs> uh, talk about that 
a little a little bit yeah. but uh you know first the matter at hand mm-hmm. we, we heard one of the the yeah. immortal songs of it we're, we're doing the the only blink 22 album we haven't covered what could it be the which is ironically the first real album that blink 22 ever put out right you are so here we have it it's cheshire cat the 1995 uh album by then just known as blink the the young boys and and max who do we have in the band at this point let's let's do a roll call. well so i just want to say first off confusingly <laughs> wikipedia describes this as the debut studio album mm-hmm. but describes buddha as the as oh a demo album but yeah. in any case, yes, yeah, Shashire Cat was their first debut studio album, came yeah. out after Buddha, with some chords, obvi- some songs re-recorded, obviously, and yeah, at this point in the band, we had our man, our man Tom uh, De La Roca. Tom De La Roca, yes, Mark Hoppist. Mark Hoppist. And uh, <laughs> and Jim... Scott Rayner on the on the skins. I believe Jim, you mean sorry, Jim Rayner. Jim yes. Rayner. Yeah. I apologize. Yes. Jim Rayner on the skims skins. <laughs> On the skin, the skimmy skins, uh, as he's known. Um, it, it's interesting. Uh, I believe, yeah, they so this is an, another confusing thing in terms of the counting. So, the band nine or the album nine is uh actually blinks eighth studio album, but the band counts Buddha as a as an album separate from Cheshire Cat. Uh, oh yeah, I did. I noticed that when I was yeah. lining them up today. It's uh, my final rankings, but yeah, you're right. It's um, it's it's just all out of whack, basically. Uh, but it is yeah, it's the original lineup, as you said. We got Jim Rayner before he went off to the you know the intergalactic wars against the Zerg, uh, allied with right. the Protoss. Um, yes, and you know just. I was I was contemplating this as sort of a hypothetical. Would would you if you had to give up the um one of the lineups, one of the out the Blink 22 sort of eras, um, I mean obviously no one would care to get rid of the uh Sans Tom Del Roca uh California nine era, but would you rather have right. the 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 first the initial three of of Rainer Hoppist and, and Della Roca, or would you you want the one with uh with Travis Scott in it? Yeah. Well, overall, in terms of the overall au revoir, I guess mm. of course the Travis Scott um Yeah. I mean you really don't want to have to give up it's so deep. Right. But but yeah, it's you know, like yeah, I think you were about to say, but it's it's so hard to give up Dude Ranch. That would be Right. That would be a tough one. So it's, yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, it's really a sort of a Sophie's choice there. And also, um, I would imagine a lot of, you know, old school Blink fans really prefer the original uh, lineup. And, uh, you know, the, these toe-headed young boys with just their 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 silly, you know, unprofessional in, in, uh, musicianmanship and uh, silly... Uh, you know, uh, fun, jokey lyrics. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if I were an old, I mean, an older yeah. fan than I than I already admittedly am. Yes. And if I had been a fan from the very beginning, like from the Cheshire Cat mm-hmm. era, uh, you might, yeah, you might prefer this lineup actually. If you have a right, if you were there from the beginning, you know, the get rid of all that once they've they've sold out and stuff. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's talk a little bit. So the production, you know, the the work on this album. Obviously, there there are 
they're a young band. They're not on any major label at this point. Yeah, and interestingly, as I, I was preparing for this, um, so the producer of this album is a guy named, what is it? What is it? Otis Bartholomew, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a, a wonderful name. Yeah, the last name Bartholomew is really uh, clutch there, I think. Yeah, but yeah, Mark in some interview, he so that the producer actually passed away last year, evidently, and Mark was saying how he kind of discovered the band and mm -hmm. helped like introduce them to the record label that put this out. So he was, you know, props to props to Otis for uh, for doing that back in. Yeah, back in yeah, the day. I have some pictures here of Otis up here that I think you should you should lay eyes on. He's got a he's got a funky he's got a cool funky uh -huh. look. There's there's him too. Creative luck. Oh, Just yeah. uh. <laughs> Just clearly a, a a a dynamic man loves life. Here here he is in a wolf shirt. Yeah, uh, just an older man for sure. Uh, not not surprising to hear he may have he may have passed at this point. Yeah, just just a quintessential su Southern California Renaissance man. You know, skateboarding, playing in bands. Yeah, yeah. Rest in Good peace, stuff. Otis. Um, apparently he went by the title just called O in in certain uh, spheres, which. You know what a waste of his of his his quality Christian name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it seems like you know this album pretty hastily made. I, I read here, you know, all, they had very little time for uh, yeah. re uh, redos, as it were. And the I was reading one of one of the other producers or uh, you know technicians, uh, Steve uh, Steve Kravick. Steve Kravick, uh, he had to, he was, he had to like convince Mark and Tom that they needed to retake certain, uh, certain songs and, and put a little more polish on it. But, uh, apparently the band thought it was, it was, it was oh, okay. nearly perfect when they were done, uh, with it. So after a, a three day, you know, just, um, manic, uh, you know, balls to the wall recording session, uh, session. Yeah um but you know certainly not an album i i did not i had had not liked it much before i usually preferred buddha um though as i i we went through buddha for this show and i listened back uh to that episode you know buddha is has its own problems and is a really uh over uh overly long sort of overly bulky uh work and uh you yeah. know coming back i i do think you know cheshire cat does sound a little bit better it benefits from better production just to situate the album you know we're talking recorded in uh 1994 released in february early 95 so yeah, yeah as i was saying just deep uh uh grunge you know mm -hmm. rock music era of the early 90s and just it's just so interesting to think like what was going on in way down in sunny california yeah when uh you know what was dominating the the the, the radio landscape was you know just such a such a such a dour and dark mm -hmm. um type of of milieu of music at the time and uh i mean they arguably they were certainly ahead of the time for whatever punk mm -hmm. renaissance was had in the late 90s and arguably they helped usher it in uh so yeah, yeah. It it's certainly. I mean, we'll get into it, but we and need, God and God bless them. Yeah, you see these boys, and it's just it's certainly a to totally happy go lucky feel. Um, right. Without further ado, then uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, the the album it starts off uh, starts out strong. Here's the first song, Carousel. 
Now, we've where, covered where this. Where have I heard this one before? Yeah, we've covered this. It starts off uh, Buddha as well. I mean, what is there to say even about such a... Such yeah, a what else is there to say? There's a reason it's still such a beloved song. Mm -hmm. Uh, what a you know what a great way to kick off an album in two albums really yeah but yeah you had a note that you heard the buddha version yes i do i uh well, why don't you elaborate it has on that a little bit harder uh, heart harder guitars and uh yeah i don't know maybe uh maybe i'm just wrong but uh i <laughs> have to uh no they're they're both they neither of them are polished you yeah. know as their later work would be uh exactly this version, I think, does benefit very slightly from having maybe a bit better studio, you know, resources. And I think, like, Tom's guitar just sounds so so sparkly and spunky. Yeah. Um, maybe superior in, in quality, sound quality to Buddha, but yeah, whether the, like, arrangements or performances are better, that's hard to, that's, you know, that's debatable. Well, I think we'll have to do a whole other episode and just uh, really get into that really explode those two versions and uh maybe we can get that one youtuber you like talk about it oh render verdict oh the music guy yeah <laughs> don't say uh, his I, name I, I hate that yeah yeah i hate that guy <laughs> but i was just gonna say yeah well we need to get the the, the stems you know the studio stems from each version yeah really really dig in and really i'm sure that apart. guy could Look at, yeah, look at the I'm sure bit he has the hookups and get the original stems. Yeah. Yeah. Get the original um, recording but, equipment sort of replicated. Yeah, the original tape. <laughs> I'm um, sure that's, it was recorded in tape, not, not digital yet. I mean, let's talk about the album art here a little bit. You got... It, it's it's. I think mm -hmm. it's become a kind of an immortal album title at this point, but it, it's kind of a weird choice, if you ask me. Um... Cheshire, yeah. Cheshire Cat, I think, almost canonically is a is a tabby, a striped tabby cat of some sort. Like every every other, you know, every uh, rendition of him you see in, in art or in um, film, uh, kind of goes in that. But here you you have a Siamese cat, mm -hmm. and not not very obviously smiling. I'd say it's 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 just it's just su quite subtle. Did you read on Wikipedia? It says. Um, <clears throat> The album's title and the cover artwork originated from a calendar DeLong had purchased. Blah, 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 blah. DeLong found the calendar's off-key. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so the calendar has showcased photographs of cats. DeLong found the calendar's off-key and showed Hoppus, who likened a photo of a Siamese cat with intensely colored eyes to the famous character from the Lewis Carroll novel Alice's Adventures of Wonderland. Mm -hmm. The band's request to use the photo was denied by the calendar company. <laughs> However, the band employed Targo Records' art department to to enhance the photo until the band was safe from copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. DeLong joked in 2020 that it was the worst album cover ever. <laughs> what could they have, how could they have enhanced the photo? That's my question. Just like made the eyes bluer or something? Probably, yeah. But I mean, yeah. basically illegal then to 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 have used, it sounds like. Um, weird, weird wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next song up is uh, Eminem's. I think we got to treat ourselves to the uh, music video to this as we listen to this song. Um, yes. 
Coming to you, San Diego. This is KMEN. Hey, all you lucky ticket holders out there for the Blink 182 concert. Remember, that show's been postponed till tomorrow night. Here's the boys. Just a weird setup that the, the album, that the concert has been postponed. So they, these guys get to uh, dick around for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it ends, begins with a montage of each band member waking up next to some some girls, you know, some some one night stand, I guess, and they yeah. they all steal something from them. Um, so I have to admit that I had I had never seen this before until yeah yeah I had to no, uh, I mean, preparing right, and they all look so blonde and so young. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, apparently uh, Rainer was a minor at the time, so like still in high school, um, but mm-hmm. surely. Uh, Tom, I believe, is the younger one. Would was what is just barely legally an adult anyway. Um, yeah, basically just one of the most amateurish, amateurish music videos I've ever well, I've seen. Jim Rayner had just come back from the uh, the Caprulu sector. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just cutting training. It wasn't addicted to stim packs yet, so it was a better time in his life. Um, I loved how Mark's stupid posturing while he's singing is is really funny, yeah. and there's his really stupid sunglasses and dancing. Yeah. Like they're like not even able to skate, so they're just kind of like dancing around on on the street. Like clearly they'd want to be skating if they could. Yeah. Um, but jumping back, I believe. Tom stole like a twenty, and Rainer just stole like a bag from his girlfriend. It, it, it's really, it's really petty theft. And uh, they get their comeuppance when these girls come and come with guns so, yeah, so, to shoot so them absurd. to death. <laughs> and the guy, presumably, yeah. And it's really funny to me the Blink guys shoot at them first like have the jump on them but they they just miss and get shot uh, I, I, that's that's kind of the more one of the more charming parts is like exploding blood packs yeah in their uh, uh, sh- yeah very sh- squibs very strange yeah, squib- yeah. yes thank you squibs. yeah very strange um concept <laughs> <Mentos>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i it's 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 a gossamer thin uh, concept for this. And then apparently they don't realize they their own concert has been delayed. And so they go into the sh- concert and they're just sitting there acting very poorly, uh, <laughs> pretending they don't um, they don't know what's what. What the fuck? Some more background. Um, an employee of Cargo Music presented this music video to MTV, but yeah. network executives Threw the tape out at first sight of the girls with guns, remarking, "Why are you showing us this shit?" That's yeah, that's uh, funny. I don't, I don't. Yeah, first of all, it seems very mild compared to what you see in music, most music videos. But um, I, I wonder what their objection is. There, just that it makes no sense at all. Uh, yeah. But I do feel like yeah, the boys were like, yeah, if we're gonna make a music video, like I want to be firing a fake gun, being do something cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I we should uh we should get some of uh, the professional uh you know there's lots of special effects you know whizzes who do their own youtube stuff we should break down whether those are actual fake guns or um you know the the mm-hmm. mu- the muzzle flash is added uh, in post 
Yeah, in '94, I mean, or '95, it's it's doubtful, but but who yeah. knows? Who, yeah. Who well, knows? if they were, I mean, if they're fake guns, that's uh, that's quite a lot. You need you need to have a professional like gun handler on on set to uh to even, right. even yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Or else you end up like Alec Baldwin or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to skip out on the yeah the fake gun handler. Interesting to note, uh, at least on YouTube music, the play count for this song is way higher than anything else on the album. Um, again, I would assume that's because Carousel is on various other albums, uh, and whereas Eminem's is only on this album, uh, and it's mm -hmm. you know the 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 big single, as it were. But I do really wonder yeah. what, if any, venues that music video was ever played on, like <laughs> since since MTV yeah. rejected it out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. I, I wonder. It's yeah. It's it's crazy to think just the music. Or I'm sorry. The the media distribution landscape at that time. Just you couldn't just put it on YouTube or you know your yeah your your TikTok or what have you. Anyway, it's a pretty good song. As as far as songs go, it's pretty good. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a catchy song, and it's a good one to uh, uh, Tom De La Roca, then Mark song one and two on the album, and they're both really exemplary. You know sort of proto songs of both of their styles yeah and yeah i mean it's good they're both early because they're probably the better better songs in the album mm -hmm. but anyway well let's move on and get yeah. into a uh, fent loser fentuzler sorry mm. not to uh i just still don't know what this really means but um you know it's <laughs> another another quality song probably yeah but I'm a, you know, I'm a dedicated uh, Tom, uh, Mark Stan, so. Right, noted. Noted, Hoppus Stan. Yep. But uh, maybe this song does sound, like, pretty bad compared to even other songs on this album. I don't know. Just kind of staticky. Yeah, but sure. But I remember. Yeah, I was saying. I I I acquired this album also like at the same time as I got into like Dude Ranch. And I remember like mm. kind of understanding that these were the earlier songs, but these are like even like this song is quite nostalgic for me. And like yeah. I remember being in the like, middle school and like the fact that this album says or that this song says fuck it yeah. was like a was like a major a coup a major shock yeah yeah <laughs> indeed uh, an eye-opening experience you know yeah it's, it's it classic classic punk a, I, one, a wonderful time i'd argue the, the start of this album is pretty tight it's got a nice little solo mm -hmm. here yeah let's move on though we heard it once already, but Touchdown Boy. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the um, the the lyrics with with help from um, help from our good friend Genius on this. So Tom doesn't know what it is, but his friend has got game. Girls are just drawn to them. Similar to John Tucker from John Tucker Must Die, he knows what he's doing. When Tom sees him, sees him, it sees it seems like the girl he was is always on her knees. Parentheses giving him a blowjob. So, another trenchant insight from the you know 
devout community and they're genius. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, as you said, a sex pause, a... You might criticize yeah. him for being a, quote, man whore, yet he doesn't care as long as, long as the girls continue to come to him. Touches on the double standards between men and women in these situations. When a man sleeps <laughs> with a lot of women, he's labeled as being successful, yet a woman is called a slut when she does the same thing. Hashtag, however, this is the textbook view held by society. These double standards are rife. Rife is bolded. But they're still calling him a whore and doesn't care. Beats being called a dog. The boys can hate him. The girls can resent him. And badmouth him for not sticking around or even paying attention to all Prince being a snob. So, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're quite that aware of, of the double standard. Yeah. It, it's good. They're just being, I just think they're being vulgar, basically. Yeah. And then here's a ball, tight end, and wide receiver. Should all be taken in the most perverted Blink-182 like fashion. I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, any any lyrics by Tom are just, you, like you just you can't <laughs> you can't read anything into them at all. Like <laughs> they're, like they're just they're just rhyming. It's a meaningless it's rhyming. I mean, he, he's the reason why we have syntax man. Like it just yeah. doesn't doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty silly song, but I think uh, it's 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 apt. It it covers Blink One Two pretty well. I I do like the instrumentation and and the, the whole the riff and the the intro. Um, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's you know it's uh, irreverent and irrelevant, uh, and in good ways. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my younger daughter, we were listening to this in the car earlier today, you know, preparing for this app, and she she thought the um. <laughs> Uh, I guess they just want more or something. When she said it sounded like the Japanese term "satsuma imo" for uh for sweet <laughs> for sweet potato in Japanese, which I thought was a hilarious uh, uh mishearing of of it. And uh, but I agree. And uh, she was also enjoying. Yeah, yeah. I know we're kind of divided on the next song, but let's get into it. Strings. She was enjoying uh. This uh, this 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 baseline and you know bouncing around, bouncing along in the car. So maybe a good kids mm-hmm. bop candidate. But obviously this is the second time we've covered this as well. It's a it's a Buddha Buddha yeah. hash. A Buddha Buddha. Yeah, I mean it, it sounds better and this part of it sounds fine. I just yeah. basically with this song I feel like just put the chorus with which I would characterize as bad. <laughs> yeah, one might say indefensible. Um, <laughs> Outside of that <laughs> part of the song, it, it fits. It certainly fits on the album and is catchy enough. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Strings, strings. Well, let's let's move on. We, we don't <laughs> got all day. Time is money, and it's only our last episode. Yeah. Um. Next up is Peggy Sue. Now this is a this is a quality quality song. Yeah. Always oh, a song I like. Uh, it's great guitar. Just good. Good. Good guitar jam. Can you play this one on the guitar? Oh yeah, play in the sleep. Because you're grinding your teeth down to the bottom of your chin is a, a vivid, vivid lyric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I always thought it was tell you what to be in your room, which are people always telling you what to do in your room, Max? <laughs> For me, I mean, I guess it was the main. Do not masturbate, but I never listened to that one. <laughs> Next song. This one's called Sometimes It's a One Minute Banger. Yeah, I do like the old school punk rock vibe here. You know, it's a Mark. Uh, it's kind of Mark's forte to to do a, a little short song like this, at least during their first few albums. Yeah. And yeah, I would basically just say these top. Um, I mean, maybe strings little bit of a dip but these top six seven songs are just really really tight you know 20 minutes uh, pretty yeah. strong you know yeah it's a good yeah again you have to think like they're like yeah 16 17 18 or whatever when they wrote these anybody would be happy to have this as their as their debut album in the early 90s exactly and uh yeah well, it, what's not to like Ah, and we're back. Touched on Boys 2024. Max, uh, how, how was your break? How was the break? Yeah, how was how was the how was the you know the couple minute break we just had in, in oh. the record that we're doing? Yeah, right, right. And that was a it... good uh, one or two minute uh, quick break. Took a ran a quick lap outside around the house. You know, sure. got my blood moving G- and ready to pick up right where we left off. Yeah, um, keep, just keep... a couple moments ago. Keep the momentum going. Like the, nothing bad could yep. ever happen here, except nope. actually it did. You know, just to peek behind the curtain for all our listeners, we, I, I, I <laughs> fucked up. I, I didn't record the second half of our episode, and we did, it and it was, it was great. It was moving. You know, tears were shed. You know, profound realizations were had, and then, it, yeah. I call. I yeah, ended the call, it, and there was no recording. <laughs> no recording, and uh, you know it really was our best bit of podcasting ever. I think it was. I, yeah. for one, was you know deeply moved. Exactly. Um, we shared some tears. We shared some hugs. Yeah. Uh, and now it's it's forever lost. So hopefully we'll try to recapture some of that magic. Yeah, but, but probably won't. No, it's. I mean, we can't do the same thing, the same shit twice, right? So, yeah, you know, right, apologies right, right, in advance right. to the listener if our the latter half is a bit, uh, you know, uh, uh, rushed or uh, forced or hopefully, and that's um, hopefully silly. That's, right. By the way, that's listener singular, since I imagine oh, yeah, there's only a total of one listener to this podcast. So <laughs> at this point, yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> What, what what can you do? Uh, all right, so we're getting Wonder back you. into it. We're in the second half of this album. The next up here is yep. uh, the uh, the classic song. Does my breath? The classic question, rather. Does my breath smell? Who makes up all the rules about so you know you can already tell that this this is kind of an invection point to a, a lesser uh, lesser part of the album through this. Um, Kind of, right, uh, upsetting. Starting off opening. the the 
the B-side of the album with a true B-side song. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but as far as the lyrical content, you know, I gotta say, you know, I can relate. You know, who's 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 never wondered? Whomst among us? Yeah. Has not wondered. Does my breath smell? I mean, who hasn't been kicked in the groin when they approach any old girl? Um, mm. you know, that starts rocking a little bit, picks up. Very, very juvenile, silly song. It's very juvenile. Very, a very Tom song, you know. Yes. Classic era, Tom. It has a certain, a certain energy, a certain hookiness. I'll give it yeah. that. It's pre-megalomania, Tom. So I, I like that uh, that aspect. But right, that's that's my my view on <laughs> I, where he is now. I prefer Tom deep into his megalomaniacal phase. That's really, true. Uh, it, it is more interesting. It really. Yeah. Rocking out to this bit. Like I said, we're we're not we're not we're not in a, our best shape here. I do apologize <laughs> this for for this max. Um, you know, you can consider yourself absolved for all the times you have, uh, you know, disrupted or 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 failed this podcast. So, De- yeah, derailed our podcast. Yeah, let's uh, move on to the next uh, song. Very good. Yeah, that's all right. Cacophony. Now it starts out very low, almost, almost unhearable. There it goes. Mm. Probably intentionally. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's a, a down. Down tempo, start. It's a downtrodden, yeah, song. So, what uh, do you think about this song? Yeah, it certainly is a different. It's different from pretty much everything on this album. Sort of has a weird, yeah, sort of mid '90s modern rock type of, yeah, type maybe. of grunge vibe. Uh, at least until the end. A little bit echoes of what maybe the, the the pillows, a band they could never have heard. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe some of the. <laughs> I'd say I take modern rock to mean sort of a a negative meaning because obviously yes 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 during this time phase there are a lot of bands just out there just imitating Nirvana or the various yeah exactly uh, more successful yeah the post Nirvana um, heavy sort of dark yeah but without any of the interesting parts that made Nirvana interesting yeah flocking to just imitating the sound rather than um, right being good Uh, but I did notice while looking through this well to me yeah, it seemed like any more emo direction um it might have been interesting mm. to see more songs like this in in this period of blink but uh they probably were better off just being irre- irreverent and irrelevant most of the time i did notice this song had a higher play count than most of the songs in the lower half which you're looking at about like 200k mm. plays and this is on youtube music so whatever but uh 200k on average plays for most of these forgettable songs but this song has like 800k so who knows you know maybe it's uh maybe some people think it's an underrated song or maybe it was just like featured on something and so that caused more people to listen to it uh one thing i just just occurred to me is this song is like a proto some you know it's a it is a, a hoppa song yeah and yeah. given it's sort of darker emo-ish approach it really it could even be like a proto adam song Wow. Where this kind of uh, this kind of Mark songwriting instincts along along these lines would yeah. mature into yeah something like Adam's song, um, to better results of course, right in Adam's song than here, but uh, but interesting nonetheless. No, it's a yeah, it is a, a song, you know, introspective or, or something. Uh, mm. 
much like the previous song, just, you know, self, self-deprecating, uh, but maybe in a more <laughs> sort of honest way. Huh? Good, good trenchant insight, Max. Yeah. Uh, it's always, it's maybe we maybe we should always record <laughs> things twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. Well, we got through the entire song without even having to skip it. And uh, moving on into uh, TV. 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 And TV. Uh, another re-recording. Yes, indeed. From D- right. <laughs> oh, TV, <laughs> I wish you were a different song. <laughs> that's my send up. <laughs> But yeah, and this is a re-recording from Buddha. You know, certainly a, 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 a prepubescent uh, Blink song as far as <laughs> their their whole catalog goes. Um, mm-hmm. So naturally, a song that speaks to me now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's social commentary, cu- cutting, incisive, invective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the rare, the rare songs that ventures even close to something. Yeah. Uh, uh, some sort of con- concrete, you know, social commentary. Um, and as I mentioned in the notes here, you know, this song really reminds me of uh, of you. Um, oh, thank you. You know, with the lyric, <laughs> I never dreamed that I'd spend my day staring at some tube emitting cathode rays. I need my TV. And, I do uh, need my TV. Can anyone else describe that more? It's like my Plex server as it is right. now, but uh, but that beams to my TV, to my phones. You know, my my daunting uh, collection of of media just follows me wherever I go and I do need it but you know I would edit the first lyrics to say I always dreamed that I'd spend my days staring at some tube <laughs> staring at some screen emitting radio waves so you know just modernize it a little bit where we're out of the cathode raid area era right. but um, mm-hmm. I mean some some wish we could go back to hardcore gamers out there know what I'm talking about but uh oh yeah you know I, it's a it's a consummation devoutly to be wished in my book TV, but it's a short, silly song. Absolutely, gets us straight into this yeah. uh, more uh, sincere, maybe toast and bananas. To fix your head, <laughs> you can really just hear Tom going for it with these this lyric writing. Yeah, so this song is another re-record, correct? From also from Oh yes, yes, we we've discussed Uda. it before. Yeah, I remember because you were you discussed the title as as having some significance to you as uh, toast and bananas, as a as a sick oh, time yes. food. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but, I think I would have something my mom would have made me when I was sick. Yeah, and I don't really have right. a remember, but that does sort of speak <laughs> to the delta, if you will, of the amount of time you've spent sick in your life versus <laughs> I have, and so you've probably eaten, you know, yeah. literally thousands of toast and banana meals at, at this point. I would imagine. Yeah. Or the equivalent, yes. Uh, some okayu <laughs> in the in the Japan um, register. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I like bananas. Maybe maybe some peanut butter on there. That's yeah. Now you now you. Yeah, I do like a peanut butter and banana sandwich, but I've never I've never delved into the toasted genre with it. Um, yeah, I like mm. the guitar hook and the you know the overall the, the right. faster the the fun part. But it's you know as you said, it's a formulaic. And and uh, meaningless song, perhaps. Yeah, quite. And I would say, yeah, the the lyrics are just incomprehensible. Uh huh. And uh, you know those incomprehensible, typical Tom lyrics, notwithstanding, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's actually a pretty fun track. But uh, if we were to bring back the the Taxman 
I'm sorry, Syntax Man segment. Yes. Um, we might discuss such such wonderful uh, couplets as, to me, as I walk alone, I'd much rather be riding prone than to be just another one you are lame to. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> what? What is... How can you be lame to someone? Um, not something people usually say. And it is also, is that why I call you hang up on me? It's kind of... Um, both are fragments. Um, but that's kind of standard. He's, Tom is just stringing along lyrics to, uh, to fill fill the meter, as it were, of the song. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Wasting time. Now, this is this is nice. This song, uh, one of the two Cheshire Cat songs on the live album. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a prototypical Mark song. Yeah, and I actually like like this one a decent amount you know yeah fair amount it's lyrics are are the, the lyrics are 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 cogent yeah so, you know in in comparison to the rest of, of tong song tom songs on the album it's yeah. it certainly uh appears better in those regards they're uh they're they're grounded i think you know and relatable for uh Yes, teens, young adults of, of the set who would be writing and listening to the song. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely relatable. You know, to be, wanting to be in a in a band to yeah. girls and just, just know, going to Kinko's and yeah, just yeah. any the laugh being laughed at Kinko's. You know, not a not a Kinko's, but who who can't remember sometime they embarrassed themselves in public. Uh, Right, and you know everybody, everybody laughed at it. But um, you know, it's these sort of grounded lyrics, these specific lyrics that are critical for making a, a melancholic song. Um, podcaster and you know author extraordinaire Malcolm Gladwell, uh, in between rides on the Lolita Express, he constant he often talks about how um, you know specific lyrics are uh, a hallmark of you know sad. Uh, country songs, and so I like. You don't see it too much in Blink lyrics, but I like it here. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a Kinko. I, I, speaking of Kinkos, there was a Kinkos in a in back in in downtown. Oh yeah, Rochester. Rochester. If you recall, I remember going there for various various. It later became a uh, a, uh, a bubble tea place, I believe, and that was the hangout for. For all of the yeah, all the Asian kids and I was I was I never went. Um, maybe you would have. Yeah, Bubble Tea Rogers really ahead of the curve there in terms of global trends. Somehow, I guess it was pretty trendy even back then. I think we we're imitating it from in Taiwan because we had a Taiwanese you know some Taiwanese population and that's been popular forever there. But yeah, I didn't know yeah, too right, many right. other places, but. Then again, I don't know. I didn't know too much about anything in the world back then. Yes. Um, well, same here. I want to go back there. I feel like someone worked at that Kinko's. Someone we know, mm. like a, a, a mutual worked at that Kinko's, but I'm now I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. Well, whoever they were, they definitely should have been a guest on this podcast, and uh, we send our regrets. Um, now we're here with in deep into Romeo and Rebecca, which is a pretty talked it over one of the dullest whiniest tom intros i've ever uh i've ever had to experience an hour into the better part of the song i guess any thoughts uh 
yeah, my only thought was that it's confusing that this song has the line, girls are a waste of time. Yeah. But this song comes directly after a, a song called Wasting Time. So I was just... Mm. One this wasting very confusing time to lyric. Me. Yeah. Two wasting time yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Oh, my medication. <laughs> but uh, this song, the sudden like tempo change in the chorus. Uh, what's that song on Dude Ranch? Um, hmm. uh, uh, it does the same thing. I'm drawing a blank. What is I've, it called? Yeah. You know, this is our final episode. I re-listened re to most of the Blink-182 albums, but... Such preparation was engaged in several months ago when I thought we were going to record this episode. So, some some of the details <laughs> yeah. have have have, lo have left me. Um, but yeah, there is oh, definitely something going. Uh, de de degenerate is the name of the song. Degenerate. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah well, it's yeah, it's yeah. a good, it's a more dynamic song. I don't understand Romeo and Rebecca, and yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't it doesn't leave a lasting impression too much. Right. Sounds like many other songs both on the album and later songs that they'll make. So now we're talking about a Doberman Pinscher, the classic, as as someone on Genius said, Blink-22 is often referenced as bestiality. It's one of their, their trademark lyrical motifs. Uh, but, you know, I think here we're in kind of an experimental phase of this album. Uh, you know, here we're hearing guitars sounding quite a bit different, quite a bit uh, tuned up, as it were or mm. in a high register. Uh, but yeah, this song and the ones that follow it are not, not great, I would, I would have to say. Yeah, um, when I was... I remember when I got this album when I was whatever, middle school or whatever, uh, not knowing what Benwell Balls referred to. What is it again? Did you I ask had your to, mom? I had, I had to... Uh, they're like... Yeah, it's like a primitive... It's like a primitive sex toy oh okay i assumed it was like a powder or something or you know keeping uh no uh, they're like it's like some kind of primitive like pre-electronic ah, okay. sex oh. toy for women I think. so like a uh now you would you'd be like butt plug or something uh so, perhaps <laughs> I, yeah I'm, I'm sure i've you know, I, I'm familiar with the shape, but I've never known that it was called that, and I don't really particularly welcome the uh, the knowledge. Um, right. <laughs> and let's just be clear: the uh, this song is about a uh, a girl and a, an older man falling in love, and then when they're about to have sex, they the the girl realizes that uh, it's her dad basically and uh <laughs> yeah and it's unclear whether topic. <laughs> unclear you know whether it goes from there but then she recognizes him based on having benoit balls so that implies you know something rather disturbing i guess about their their childhood relationship probably um so overall yeah. you know as the genius annotation puts it and this is an unreviewed annotation but i think it's accurate it, it says in a quote <laughs> so you know <laughs> yeah get uh get it out of here yeah um, bad song let's move on just about done referring to the album yeah those are some uh some funky and creative drums <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then the song doesn't really go anywhere uh just about done with your butt we'll let you know hey it's repeated ad nauseum i it reminds me like a a would-be pussy whip gang bang, bang gang song 
or uh, something like yeah. that. <laughs> just, just the joke. Gang. Oh sure. There's two other things about Benoit Balls. One, there's a there's a man on it doing the like hoots and hollers. The additional vocals who who we liked, we commented, and he did a good job. Going you know, wow uh-huh. or something. But um, his name is Mark Hoots or Mark Houts. So uh, you know, respect to him. And then I also want to just quote from this uh, AI-generated summary uh, that I found. This um, overall, Benoit Balls can be seen as a light-hearted exploration of unexpected connection and familial ties. It blends humor with a sense of nostalgia, creating a whimsical story that leaves the listener with a smile. You know, I guess that's accurate. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, it's proof if proof were needed that AI will su- surely replace uh, podcasters, much as they've replaced the uh, the need to. To uh, for you know for Blink One Two to to write songs. Um, all right, moving on. Last song, unfortunate song called Depends. Uh, I mean, right off the gate, just just reprehensible. <laughs> it's hard to listen to. Yeah, it's but I'd real. say these last like three or four joke songs. This is what yeah. happens when you get money to make an album sure and you just say oh well we have uh three grand left in the budget let's just record nonsense yeah yeah or just and, you know it's definitely fun while you're doing it but um yeah, yeah. it's fun uh, to yeah. do but most most of the time it's not it's it's better kept uh, unreleased yeah i mean both buddha and this are just over long i think is is the takeaway and you have to when evaluating them kind of eliminate that from the uh uh discussion what would you give this album in yeah. terms of blinks? So overall, I mean, I think it's a good starting point, and uh, you know, yeah. I can say that a lot of the subsequent developments, it's all there. Like you can see hear the, the the proto, yeah, proto sounds starting to take shape, and I don't know, maybe overall, I think uh, I would give it a solid ninety. And as you know, if this were my first debut album as like a high schooler in the mm. mid early '90s, anyone would be happy with this. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, '90s, '90 blinks. Certainly not bad. All right, I'm gonna stop this playback before um, Mark attempts a truly regrettable impression. That uh, the, <laughs> the, the 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 less said about the better. But uh, just suffice to say, yeah. we, we wish it weren't on there. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah, they're coming into their or it's a good fledgling effort. Uh, I'll um I don't regret it. I liked listening back to it more than I thought I would. Um and uh you know, I kind of put off this album because I didn't didn't like it and then, then it became just appropriate for it as a as an item to sort of cap off our our effort here. Yeah. But uh, I'll give it a 90 uh 91 out of 182 blinks just right right down the middle. Mm. And uh, great. So we, we did it. We covered all the albums that exist so far. Uh, we're going to now we're going to rank them. We're going to close off our show with a little little ranking. But uh, before we do that, I'm going to do a little bit of a in in memory in memoria in memorial for, uh, you know, the, the segments on this show. And mm. the segments were, you know, something that I I put a lot of effort into the the, the early days, the early episodes, and I gave up sort of around episode five, six or so. And, you know, now uh, we, we look back at these. We had, you know, a couple, three three segments. Um, one is Eyes Wide Open. It's pop on commentary you don't understand. You t- 
tend to blink, but my eyes are wide open. Caught in the tunes of this one band. Don't skip the song, cause my eyes are wide open. And uh, you, you might remember that song. It had a little uh, stained Do I ever. Uh, theme, theme that I whipped up. Um, and this was, you know, this was more useful back when we were being a little bit more prepared and professional and just doing samples of certain songs and commenting on it, which is probably how a podcast of this nature should be done a for the listener, but B for um, legal concerns. But uh, you know, if we're hit with a cease and desist, I'm I'm not uh, upset with uh, having this be uh, removed from the internet, scrubbed, scrubbed clean Mm. uh, from public life. But, uh, you know, when we covered an entire song, we do eyes wide open. And so later on, we just kind of transitioned to listening to almost every song. So almost every song, our eyes are wide open and, uh, you know, rest in peace. Then we had uh, sampling this song and this one. Let's hear the theme. If you keep sampling the song, you will see this song is well done and that it will make you some money, but it belongs to Tom and Mark, so you should get their consent or you will get sued again. Be warned, it's copyrighted, but you just keep on sampling the song. Uh, I spent a lot of time picking the song for this theme and writing the lyrics for this theme. I was really happy with it. The problem was just after the sort of immortal enema of the state into uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, uh, you couldn't find songs that sampled any Blink-22 album so, or any song. So that really just, I used it as much as I could. I did as much as I, as I could, but uh, that was a uh, ultimately a uh, one of our, you know, just less feasible uh uh, segments and then finally of course and this this one has has had the, mo- the longest legs and been used the most we have syntax man let me tell you how it will be there's one for you 82 for me because i'm syntax man yeah, Syntax Man. Mm-hmm. Now, Syntax Man was great, you know, very good for poking fun at lyrics, usually Tom's. Uh, but, you know, there was really not much to do. Every time I threw to you, we could we could sort of hear the uh, the flop sweat over over the radio waves. And, uh, you know, so after that got overdone a bit in the... Um, the end of the state episode, I, I've slowly, uh, slowly retired, phased it out. But uh, you know, we can see it in these, um, in in this album. We talked about toasted bananas. We talked about Peggy. Uh, I would say in Peggy Sue, there's a line. I know what it's like to be denied at everything you do. Denied at <laughs> doing something is is not really a, a phrase. Benoit Balls is really weird overall, but it starts with passively one day as the sun rose out of its house. So it's, it's just very unclear what passively mm. is even modifying. Right. And finally, it depends is I left a soil on a bus seat. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So I left a soil. So a weird syntactical uh, picadillo out of uh, Mark, which is you know rare for him. Mm. <laughs> so the, those are our segments, you know, rest in peace, boys. Uh, hopefully we'll, if I ever do podcasting again, I'll find some, some better segments, uh, 
I think your your notes was uh, let them let them occur organically, right? Oh yeah, I think generally, you know, separate the segments after you know we can fix it in post. I think is is the takeaway. Exactly. Much like everything else, the editing does a good job, or we can just you know. Yeah, but when it came around to like the sixth or seventh episode, and I was trying desperately to think of another another segment we could do, I, I knew I knew it was done. So apologies to our listeners. Uh, next up, lastly, we're gonna do our top ten ranking. So let's go back and forth on this. Do you want me to start? Um, why don't you start us off? Yeah, number ten to number one, worst to worst to best, and we'll give our bl- our our definitive blank blink ratings as we go. Hmm. So number ten, I have nine. I would also put Fly Swatter in this spot, mm-hmm. but nine, I gave a, a zero blink rating. And fly swatter, I gave a uh, eighteen point two, but yeah, just nine is just irredeemable yeah. in my mind, and I would never, I would never willingly listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Max? All right, so in in between recording last time and today, I'm actually happy because I was able to really think about these rankings a bit Ooh. more. So, so here we go. So Atta number boy. coming in at number ten is confusingly the album, also number nine, and uh, my rating. Um, Originally, I'd given it a nine, but now I'm going to move that on down and give it a zero plus that seems, nine. That's fair. And uh, as you said, just an irredeemable, entirely yeah, yeah. forgettable album. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Number nine for me is California. No big surprises here. I gave that a 36.4 blinks. California has a couple good songs, a couple ditties. But uh, overall, it's just like, it, you know, I remember hearing when it came out and being like, oh, Blink-22 is bad now. And uh, that it hasn't really changed. And you know, recipes, Mike, he gave it a zero. So can't give it any <laughs> higher than, than second to last place. So, right. Okay. Next. So number nine for me is also California. I'm, I gave it 30 blinks. Okay. Um, whereas the sure. album nine was entirely forgettable. I'd say California is nearly entirely forgettable outside of uh board to death, um, which is a decent yeah, enough song, sure. but the rest forget about it. Yep. Number eight, we have, I'm having both, Number eight, I have neighborhoods and dogs eating dogs, just kind of putting them together, hmm. kind of similar sounds. Mm-hmm. I gave dogs eating dogs a 54.6, uh, which I'm going to now assign to neighborhoods as well. Although in p- the past, I've I initially really rated neighborhoods as 72.8 and then downgraded over the course of successive episodes to 45.5, <laughs> and then a nine. But, you know... It, Compared to California Flyswatter, neighborhoods is still decent. Uh, so I'm gonna I think it goes good in the eight spot. Okay, well we'll have to disagree there. Um more on that later. But yeah. my number eight is uh is uh, one more time with thirty six point four blinks. Um definitely mixed okay. feelings. Happy they're back. I think the standout track is the opener, of course, really a solid statement, but after that it's just completely dull. Um Yeah uninteresting too many cooks etc so yeah 36.4 mm-hmm. blinks yeah seven for me is one more time as well 50 same rating as neighborhoods i'm just going to for now recency bias let's call it i'm going to put one more time a little bit higher um that said i have not revisited since our our episode and i have no real desire to so who knows maybe <laughs> neighborhoods will sort of climb itself out of the the gutter as yeah. it were and uh and attain a more respectable ranking right uh, soon okay number seven was cheshire cat for me i gave it a 90 okay. i think it's a, just a solid starting point i think it's all there okay um at least in you know 
in 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 incipient form, but uh, yeah, ninety blinks. Okay, I'm gonna give my so my number six and my five slot, and we're still pretty close here. I think neighborhoods is the outlier, but I give mm -hmm. Buddha and Cheshire Cat my fifth and sixth slot. Uh, I guess since I've listened to Cheshire Cat a little bit more, I maybe would place that higher. But they're both ninety-one blinks in my book. Okay, so give interesting. Me six and five. Okay, so number six, I originally had Cheshire and Dogs Eating Dogs the same, but I'm gonna bump. I'm gonna give Dogs Eating Dogs one more blink, um, for a total right. of ninety-one blinks. It's an interesting, weird EP, mm -hmm. but it definitely has some has its catchier moments. So, uh, yeah. slightly higher than Cheshire Cat at my number six. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to be exposed to dogs eating dogs because I just like you know, it was completely just a blind spot in my Blink One Eighty Two, you know, yeah. listening history. And uh, I, I looking at it as a companion with me too. Neighborhoods, dogs eating dogs. I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna on the, I'm gonna do on the fly. I'm gonna upgrade neighborhoods, dogs eating dogs to above one more time, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna upgrade it to a seventy-two point eight. So one more time, down to number eight, fifty-four point six for me. Neighborhoods, yeah. dogs eating dogs, seventy-two point eight at number six, with still with Boot and Cheshire Cat ahead. Okay. Sorry, did you do your, did you do your number five? Yeah. No, or... no, do my number five. Okay. All right. So Thank number you. five, get into the good stuff. Number five for me is Neighborhoods, with one hundred and forty blinks, and I still think this is wow. an underrated album, and I still think it captures some of the maelstrom of disparate energies and uh, uh, songwriting efforts as their untitled album okay. and it's just got a lot of catchy hooks and uh still think it captures some of that blink magic so 140 blinks neighborhoods number five well you're wrong you're wrong there max but uh <laughs> i respect your your right to uh to say so uh my number four is now we're getting to you know they're all just great albums from here in my yeah. book uh and splitting hairs maybe the blink rating is a little bit distorted mm. uh but uh, four is Enem of the State, which I gave one forty five point six. You know, Enem of State is is freaking great. I just like a couple of the uh, other albums uh, more. Fair enough. Yeah, well said. Uh, number four for me is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket at one hundred fifty five blinks. And yeah, I mean, just a classic Blasphemous. pack, pack full of jams. Um, you can kind of sense them shifting into their more untitled era. Um, starting to become a little disillusioned, sure. you know, disillusioned with the successes. Yeah, I mean, great album. I uh, I gave it 155 blinks. Yep. All right. So my number three and my number two, I gave them both 163.8 blinks. Nearly okay. perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give third third slot to Untitled, and okay. second place slot to Dude Ranch. Yeah, I think Untitled I revisit all the time. It's it's great. It's a karaoke classic. Everyone, everyone loves when you whip out uh, "I Miss You" or "Feeling This," <laughs> yes. uh, uh, you know, on the mic. Right. But uh, I do just like you know, Dude Ranch is just so good and such a you know uh, has a, such a youthful energy to it that I I can't uh, deny it a higher spot. Exactly. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll agree with what you said. My blinks number three for me is Untitled at one hundred and sixty. Yeah, as you said, uh, I mean, feeling this and and. Uh, the other song you said, "I miss you." Uh, really, the impetus uh, to, for for doing this podcast. We would do those. Uh, exactly in the old karaoke booths over here in Japan. So it's yeah. got that going for it. So I gave it 160 blinks. Um, yeah, the band really, really pushing their own boundaries, pushing the boundaries of pop punk, often transcending them, mm -hmm. um, really capturing some sort of so sort of, some sort of alchemy 
uh, in the untitled album for sure. So 160 blinks for me. Okay. Number two. Number two for me, Dude Ranch. So came so, in at very, very 180 similar. blinks. 180 blinks. Uh, the album that really opened my eyes to the world of of punk rock at an extremely impressionable age. Just so much nostalgia, so many catchy songs. Love it. Um, but, uh, you know, may I, can I do my number one? Of course. Okay. I think we can figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. All right. Yeah. Enema of the State, 182 Blinks, perfect score. Sure. Um, the perfect Blink album to me. It's just a, the album is a was a white hot singular, you know, singularity mm-hmm. inflection point of music and pop culture. Um, something like the Adam of the State, you know, will never again be repeated. I feel like, um, mm. just great all the way through. So yeah, perfect for me. That's my number one. For me, it's take off your pants and jacket with a bullet. I gave that, you know, I, I wrote, mm. I read my letter on in the the episode <laughs> in question, so I won't rehash it. But I really think you, I, I just, I just really can live in that, um, that, and uh, and I don't dislike any of the songs really. Um, when and a bit again, Enema of the State, Dude Ranch, Untitled, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. You're, you're in good shape if you're listening to any one of these albums. So I wouldn't really, yeah, you know, I've I've said my ratings, you know, and this is kind of. Now we've the the uh, the the uh, bloom is off the rose, as it were, because you've already been revealed this once. But I was giving every score here was a evenly divisible uh, of of division of ten into one and two. <laughs> yeah. So fly swatter, I gave a one. California, I gave a zero. Or California gave a two. But then I, I screwed up a little bit. I gave both one more time in neighborhoods a three. Uh, so I've kind of retconned that and I gave both Buddha and Cheshire Cat a 91, a 91, which is a five. And that's why you get Enema State having like a seven when in fact, you know, maybe on a, on a more pure scale, I would, uh, give that a much higher rating. I'd give it a 10 out of 10 easy, but, um, I just wanted to be ranking these as I went and, uh, I fucked up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our top 10 and thus ends the experiment that was touchdown boys, uh, at least until Blink-22, uh, you know, record another album or we get bored and decide and crazy and want to do Space Boys 3 or something like that. But, uh, you know, for now, I think we've, we've or they visit it. Japan on tour and we yeah. uh, seriously do a live, come a live record at, at, a, at a concert. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, this, another appeal, just personal appeal to the to the boys, to Tom. <laughs> to travis and to to mark wouldn't it be worth it just to get a little more touchdown boys in your lives to uh to visit and we know they're listening yeah and you know the groupies in japan are going to be like insane so you got it you got to do it i mean you're granted you're all married and have uh well i don't Tom doesn't have children does he i think he did i think he no i think he does because one of them is named ava or ava after uh after that unfortunate band of his great well i i mean and also his yeah. half alien t- children are are are, are right, numerous yeah. so he's he gave them birth to them himself so anyway yeah so any any final thoughts you know to close this out max uh well yeah this was great this was fun you know i'm glad it only took uh, roughly three years uh <laughs> to finish um yeah. but yeah you know obviously a lot of current over the past three years so thanks for uh sticking with me and thanks for all the effort to put put all this together and all of your um technical wizardry mm-hmm. um i hope you know we can continue this fruitful partnership uh for talking about some other topics uh moving yeah. forward so 
but uh but but for now yeah thanks well thanks for that max and uh you know mm-hmm. i would say best laid plans of mice and men right but uh it did take a lot a lot more effort and a lot more uh you know there are more difficulties than initially expected but uh there's certainly some some good outcomes had and uh, i'm glad we saw it through to the end uh, after a fashion um right yeah uh just and and as for for you you for your part i mean obviously you're often un, un, underprepared or uh out of, a little out of sorts uh certainly some nerves at the beginning of this project but uh we gotten over that and just you know in terms of what's you've done in your personal and um pro- professional uh life it's a lot more than i ha- had ever expected from you so uh yeah. you're uh well you're, thank you for that sir you're, you're, you color me impressed um, yeah, I'd be happy to collaborate in the future, but, um, a little bit more of a, uh, consistent schedule would be good for me and a little bit more of a interesting topic or a topic with a wider appeal, just so we can get, you know, get those, that fan fandom and that fame going. That is really why anyone, yeah. you know, anyone should produce comment, right. uh, content these days. Yeah, um, fandom and that fame and that and those sponsors those, those lucrative sponsors yeah so just any of you you know if you have a small business or a large one and it doesn't matter how corrupt or how shady your aims are we'll happily you know just throw out our hats and you can throw some bills into them and we'll we'll shout you out on on our next project so look forward to them todd max podcast empire coming in 2025 i um conservative sounds about right yeah 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 <laughs> all right cool well, with all right, that, well... <laughs> let's uh let's say blink out blink out and blink you later to all our friends and uh well uh hopefully we'll see you again soon bye max love you yep bye bye <laughs>